from Auburn, Alabama, I'm Adam Teeter. And from Manhattan, New York, I'm Joanna Sherino. Still in Seattle, Washington, I'm Zach <laughs> Ball. And this is the Black Friday Pine Pair Podcast. Black Friday. We, yeah, I mean, crazy. You guys almost got trampled earlier this morning. <laughs> no. Get into TJ Maxx. Just I kidding. didn't sleep. Didn't do that. That's how excited Sunday. I was. <laughs> I didn't sleep. Come on, man. Black Friday. Do Ugh. people really still do the the store totally. thing? Yes, really? they do. Man. Oh yeah, it's like a whole. It's a thing. It's, it brings families together. My only Black <laughs> Friday thing that I do is the. This is so dorky. The grocery store that I go to every every uh, Black Friday puts out uh, like you can buy. What is it? You basically get like four hundred dollars worth of gift cards for three hundred dollars if you're like one of the first. <laughs> They go up at like three in the morning uh, on on Friday morning, and you, if you're one of the first, I don't know, a couple hundred people to 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 buy them, you can save a hundred dollars on your groceries. And so that's what I did this morning. Wow, exciting! <laughs> oh yep, that's life as a parent. Uh, I gotta tell you, I mean, it's okay, a good deal. Guys. It's a I good mean, deal. You know, I, it's <laughs> worth getting up early for. <laughs> look, look, Black Friday is like a I don't know. Some people do it; they get really. It's into our it. most American holiday. Let's be clear. Well, you know what's really funny to me is that. Um, I, Zach, I think you and I noticed this together when the conference Wine to Wine was around this time of year. They've uh-huh. now moved it to early October. But when we were in, uh, what was it, three years ago now? Yeah. And we did the podcast live from uh, from Wine to Wine. And you and I were in Verona. We noticed that all the, the stores there this week do Black Friday sales. I know. And you're like, wait, we exported this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We we have a, we have a sadly exported so much about I mean so much about the American celebration of Christmas that I, I don't know it's funny like I I was talking to someone not that long ago about how how Americanized Christmas has become in Europe you know <laughs> just much more emphasis on gifts and yeah Black Friday like commercial and stuff like that. wow Black uh, Friday and, <laughs> yeah um, it, it really is uh, uh, something else but. Uh, I guess so it's a good, good day for a podcast. You guys oh, got to listen so to something. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, seriously. Hopefully, hopefully you're listening to this right now as you're going through the racks. You know, you're just, you're, yeah. you're, I'm in your ear, and I'm. I you can do this. Through. You can do this. <laughs> you're gonna find the best deal. Find those pair of pants that you've been looking for. You know, or you know, hopefully you're gonna find that new tablecloth because I'm sure yesterday a lot of wine was spilled on it. Oh yeah, it's all good. <laughs> you know, you're gonna be fine. I hear the new hot products. I don't even know what Nintendo we're buying right now or if we're really into Microsoft, you know, Xbox. I don't know. Just get whatever <laughs> you need to get, okay? Did you either of it. you ever get the, like, absolute hot shit Christmas present? Like, no. the Tickle Me Elmo or what no. was it, Furby? The Furby? Whatever? Yes, yeah, I, I did. Know. You did? Oh. oh, yes, I did. <laughs> I got a Furby. And then nice. I had to hide it because it wouldn't turn off. <laughs> I had to bury it. <laughs> Oh, like literally in the ground <laughs> under under pillows in like a deep oh. drawer yeah because it wouldn't turn off yeah that's um, i never until it got... died a natural death yeah. yeah i don't think i ever got the trendy present i don't think i ever did not like the cabbage patch kid back in the day what do you take me for <laughs> no i know I... when you were born adam come on <laughs> no it's not a cabbage patch kid person um <laughs> person. i think i got a I, yeah what Maybe oh, I got a dog. <laughs> the trendiest of all gifts. Trendy. Yeah, my puppy popped out of a box. Oh, oh! I named him Buddy. That's a dream. <laughs> oh. What'd you name it? 
buddy. Oh, <laughs> I was, was nine. Cool. Okay, yeah. that's a great uh, name. No yeah. criticism here. Buddy was great. Great dog. Yeah. Uh, now not allowed to have dogs, but we'll talk about that later. Anyways, um, not well, because of anything that I've done in my personal life uh, besides <laughs> choose my wife who I love. Uh, yeah, <laughs> no like meat, animals. no dogs. Um, <laughs> and also we're in a complex that doesn't allow animals. But anyways, that's uh, a lot of sharing. Yeah, so Black Friday. So I thought you know, it would be fun to talk about some of the gifts we're excited about this year that are in the world of libations. Uh, mm-hmm. or sort of like what we would be what we're drinking today to get us through Black Friday. Um <laughs> just, you know, straight scotch. Uh, <laughs> yeah. but I don't know, uh Zach, like any have you given any thoughts to like what's on your list? Oh, you know, it's funny. I I so the the kind of convenient thing about all this timing is that my wife's birthday comes very shortly after Black Friday. And uh, Caitlin now uh, is a big fan of drinking in general and a big <laughs> fan of a lot of things, including actually scotch, which is which is something I am considering uh, for her. But nice. but really and truly, I think her her favorite thing um, that she has kind of gotten into, um, I, I wouldn't even say of late over the last few years, is she's really become more and more of a, of a true bourbon lover in addition to all other kinds of whiskey. And I think like has just, you know, not that she didn't used to like it, but I think has become more a fan of it. And, and I certainly take any opportunity I can to expand our uh, whiskey selection, our bourbon selection. And so I've had my eye on a few different bottlings. I mean, there's the things that I would love to get, but but probably honestly can't um, mm-hmm. just just more from availability standpoints. I mean, obviously we've talked about this before on the podcast that, you know, that the bourbon scene has gotten pretty wild out there. Um, but I think having, having heard uh, you, Adam, uh, do an interview about this and uh, having tasted it a couple of times, I think the top of my list in terms of things to get is uh, a bottle of the Jefferson's ocean. Um, just super cool mm-hmm. uh, bourbon. Uh, I think Caitlin will really enjoy it. And, um, and then I'll get to drink some too. Nice. Have you have you tried it, Adam? Embarrassingly, there's a bottle of it that I have in my apartment that I've not opened. <laughs> well, today could be the day. You could go yeah, do that I right not, now. I've not tried it. Um, but I hear people really think it's cool. Although I've heard from people who like there's a, there's a camp that loves like I think what's become collectible from it is the older versions of it when mm-hmm. it was being done on I think smaller ships and was out for longer. Now I know some bourbon people like don't love the newer ones as much. Um, they feel like they're not as like briny and interesting. I don't know. Maybe they're doing it on larger ships or not really sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, everyone I've talked to who's liked it has liked it. You know why? It's because it's one of those bottles. I'm like, oh, this is a cool bottle. Like it's special. I have to mm-hmm. wait for, for a reason to open it. And then I just never open it. It's really stupid. There is something to that. Even with spirits, which yeah. do tend to last for a long time, there is that like, oh, if I open it, like, am I going to? Right ruin it don't. if it's i don't so drink stupid. it all it's so dumb but i haven't yeah probably maybe i should maybe i should do that when i get back just open it yeah that's true yeah. you can't open it today because you are not at home no so what about uh what about other stuff i mean so you told us a bourbon but like come on there's gonna be other stuff that you're you're, you're oh, excited about well yeah you know it's funny too because we're we're like i was just actually having this conversation um with friends who were over not that long ago about how you know like we are starting to do a little bit more entertaining and um, for me, entertaining usually involves cooking and also making cocktails uh, because those are two things that I enjoy doing for other people. And I was talking about how one of the things you know, I have a decent amount of home bartending equipment, um, you know, and and I'm not a huge fan of like out and out gadgets. But I was thinking that there are like 
two things that I really want to get for myself, one very small and simple and one that's like a little more indulgent. And so on the small and simple side, I really need like a good, I guess you'd call it an atomizer or a mister or something, right? Like mm-hmm. I want to be able to do some, some just like spritzes. Like I'm thinking for like a Sazerac, a cocktail I love to make, you know, you want to just get a little absinthe in the glass, but I don't, I mean, in, at home, normally when I make a Sazerac, I just pour a little bit in, kind of swirl around the glass and, you know, drink it or dump it. But mm-hmm. but the atomizer is a little better at getting kind of more full and equal coating on the glass. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of other cocktails you can use it. I, I like more vermouth in my martinis than I would get that way. But I think it's also a nice way to do that. And, and just as like having a couple of those that I can use when I am... Um, you know, maybe making a drink for myself, certainly if I'm entertaining anyone, um, that's something that I think I'd really like to get. On the more indulgent side, we've been talking about it a lot on the podcast. It's been a growing, growing trend. Like, I really need to get a a better blender. Like, I need to be able to make, Mm -hmm. you know, granted, we're in in winter now. I don't really think I'm going to make a lot of frozen drinks in the next (laughs) few months. But, you know, the blenders are readily available and on sale. And I just like, I I think I need to bite the bullet and get something that's like really going to give me. No pun intended, right? (laughs) Yeah. Would you get the bullet or you want a Vitamix? No, you need a Vitamix. Yeah. I need the real deal. And now's the time to get it. I know, I know, I know, I know. Well, I'm busy talking to you guys soon enough. I'm not trying to, (laughs) I'm not trying to do my online shopping while recording a podcast. That might be a little beyond my pay. Get the Vitamix right now. I think there's a great sale running. Okay. Cause yeah, I just think it's like, there's something about that that quality you get when you when you get a really a really good blended drink, whether that's a pina colada, which I love, a margarita, or any of the other things you can make. Yeah, I think those are my my things. So I don't know, um, I, Joanna. How about you? Yeah. So for gift giving this year, it's always very challenging for for like my parents and my family. Um, I don't think I can get my mom one more sweater. Um, so I'm thinking that for my parents, maybe like a gift card to a restaurant um, is a good idea. And I'm, I'm thinking that, that the Hawksmoor is a good uh, good pick because they do love martinis, my parents. And maybe they can go have some cold martinis at the Hawksmoor. Oh, I love this idea. Uh-huh. I mean, I it, it came to me actually when you were talking about it last uh, earlier this week, Adam. Yeah. Um, and then otherwise, uh, you know, I, I did earlier this year, I got my bottle, um, my bottle, my dad, a bottle of um, Don Julio, 1942. Uh, I think I got it for him in May, and I'm pretty sure it's done. Um, oh. <laughs> he really drank through it uh, for a nice bottle of tequila. But I'm, you know, we've had a number of lists, or we have a few lists coming out for great bottles to gift this season. And mm-hmm. I'm thinking that maybe, maybe uh, Grand Patron Platinum could be nice. in the future. Just like a nice bottle. I feel like it's. I'm kind of at the age where it's. Uh, a good bottle of uh, spirits is a nice gift. Yeah. I love yeah. that. Yeah. So uh, maybe that I was also kind of toying with this idea of doing infused make like making infused spirits mm-hmm. for people. Ooh, is that, is that lame? That no, I, I think know. that's awesome. Like maybe an olive oil washed vodka for my parents. Um, oh, you're not just going to make a big batch of banana rum for everyone. And then I was thinking I might make some banana rum too. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but that's like that something cool. that, that something that people are going to never get. I mean, probably people are not going to make, uh, any of these infused spirits for themselves, but like definitely no one's getting them banana rum, except perhaps you. Mm-hmm. It's 
very and probably making a big batch of it isn't much more work than making a no, no. size batch you made for yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that that's something. And then in terms of what I'd like, I I really I have um, a r- very random assortment of glassware, and and I feel like I need some good cocktail glasses. Like I don't have any Nick and Nora's, and yeah. I'd like I'd like some. I have massive coupes. I think they're like 10 ounces or something oh, insane. Um, and I'd like a smaller one. Um, I have too big of coops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I like this idea. Yeah. And I mean, what that leads to is just like really, really big cocktails, <laughs> um, which isn't great. Anyway, so so yeah, some, some more barware for, for Christmas I think would be nice. What's the right number of glasses to get of any one kind of cocktail glass, in your opinion, Joanna? Four? Okay. I think that's I the know. minimum for sure. Six. I mean, it really depends on how much room you have. That's true. I think I get six. I think I have six of those massive coops. And get rid of them. I know what to do. Smash it takes them up and the then whole make cabinet. A really great, like art piece. Get married six times. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I think. Yeah, I got to get rid of some of that stuff too. But I think you need six because if one breaks, then you at least still have four. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's a good. Five, the fifth. I feel like once you have four, if you break one, like has happened to me with actual coops that we really love, they're small, mm-hmm. um, and now they don't make them anymore. We're like, well, what are we doing with these like three odd coops that we have, you know, a couple over, and we're having, we're making cocktails. Like, so now I'm drinking out of one of the massive ones that I don't like. Great. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, and that's the thing too. You pointed out, Adam. Like many of the ones that are either whether you get them retail or you go get them at a you know a, even a, a vintage or whatever, like it's so hard to find if you break one, it's you, you're never going to find a replacement. Like it's yeah. just, unless it's, you know, some incredibly widely produced glass, it's just like, and there's, and that gives some merit to going that route just for the sake of ex- either adding to your total or replacing broken glasses. But at the same time, like, eh, do you really want the like, you know, Ikea brand glassware, nothing against Ikea, but probably not. What about you, Adam? Okay. So things that I'm looking for. So <laughs> first, uh, I would like to get my people in my life a nicer like wine fridge mm-hmm. I think just for like storage. I'd also like one myself, but it won't fit. So it's fine. I got what I have, <laughs> but just, you know, for, for proper ideal storage, I think that's a good thing. I also have been looking at, you know, some, some nice bottles for people in my life. Mm-hmm. I've been, I've gotten really into white burgundy. So maybe a white burgundy. <laughs> really? Burgundy. Yeah. <laughs> do you have um, a favorite, do you have a favorite village? I don't really, dude. I just like it right now. Okay, I'm like I'm in the <laughs> peripheral phase. I'm gonna turn around and look at my collect my white burgundy collection while you talk. Wow, brag! Shut up. Yeah, that's like a real humble brag. Of course, no, it's not humble. It's just straight brag. Yeah, <laughs> and then the thing I really want, which I'm gonna make the connection to drinks, but it's not a drinks product. Okay, is I personally want the winemaker's shoe of choice, which is a pair of Blundstones. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> yeah. I really want a pair of Blundstones. And, They're uh, great. You should get them. Yeah. And apparently, like, winemakers all wear them. I've seen them on so many winemakers' feet. That's I'm so like, funny. Cool, man. That's dope. I would like a pair as well. So, <laughs> yeah, I think I'm going to get those today, actually, because there's a sale running on uh, on the site. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, it's a great shoe. Yeah, it's great. Do you have a pair? I do. Super comfortable? Yeah, very comfortable. Evan does as well. And so does his whole family. Oh. It's a great, great shoe. Okay, so mm-hmm. I'm getting some really strong endorsements right now. Yes. Okay, I might pull the trigger. <laughs> yeah, so I that's I want that very much. Um, and that's really it. I mean, I think I would. I always could use more champagne in my life. 
Uh, <laughs> I, and I like to give champagne. Champagne, I think, is like the easiest gift to anyone that you don't really know what they're kind of into because, like, who doesn't like champagne? Mm-hmm. Um, and even if they don't like it, they can find an occasion to open it. Exactly. Or I to think give it's just, it to exactly. someone else. <laughs> regifting. We're all about regifting here at Vine Bear. So, uh, yeah, I think that it's it's just it's it's the easiest go to gift. Just like go get a nice bottle of champagne, give it to someone. They will like it. They will appreciate it. And as you said, they can. If they don't, they will always find a reason to open it, or they will be able to give it to someone else who will mm-hmm. love it. So, those are my things. Uh, but you know, I'm still feeling really full from Thanksgiving. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I felt like what we could all do is take a little shot of Fernet. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Speaking of you know, things we did in Italy. Yeah. <laughs> so quickly, what are your impressions? Like, what are your thoughts on Fernet? I haven't had Fernet in a really long time. I had okay. to dust dust this old bottle off um, that was like under the cover in the cupboard, right by your Furby. That's yeah, nice. no, the Furby's <clears throat> buried in the backyard of her childhood home, still talking. Oh <laughs> Twenty five years later, dude. Uh, it smells. It smells really good. I remember Fernet was such a big thing when I was uh, working at Bon Appetit, and it was like you know, chefs would drink it and you'd have it after dinner. And it was like making its way into a lot of different, different courses. Like a lot of desserts had Fernet yeah. at a certain, in a certain year. Well, there was the Fernet ice cream. Yeah. Fernet, the Fernet, Fernet ice cream. Ice cream. Was, yeah. 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 We had Fernet brownies at some place. Uh, mm. And so yeah. maybe you guys can explain like the thing about Fernet, right? Like why is it so popular or like what's it, what's the deal? I mean, I think it's become so popular in sort of, the chefy slash beverage community, not as maybe not as much as it used to be. It was really like the gateway drug for just Amari in general. Mm-hmm. Um, now I think there's lots of different ones. And so depending on, I think this, this category is still very popular in the world of beverage and the world of food, you know, chefs, etc. But every kind of place now has theirs. It's not like for nets, not the, Go to. I don't know. I mean, if if you feel that way, you mean, still. I mean, Fernet Branca. So Fernet is a category of yes. cure, right. and Branca <clears throat> is the the producer that's most famous, and is presumably the bottle that you dusted off. Yes, um, but yeah, it's not the go- Branca is not the go to anymore. Like I've I've had people now who like will be like, oh, we we take shots of Braulio at the end of the night, or mm-hmm. we like you know this you know, fourth aid that's made here in New York or Faccio Brutto or any of these kinds of things, right? Like everyone sort of has their own now, mm-hmm. especially in New York. I feel like that's the case, but sure. Bronco was the, the go-to. Yes. And yeah, what I think is really interesting is that it's always been the go-to in Argentina, yep. uh, huh. but, but, but only mixed with Coke. Right. So, you know, Fernet mm-hmm. and Coke is a huge, it's basically kept like the company alive for a very long time because it's so, it sells so well in Argentina for that specific cocktail. Whereas like, you know, we kind of re-embraced it what in the last 10 years. Um, But yeah, I don't know. I don't, I think it it took off because people who work in the service industry like that kind of like aggressive herbal, you know, flavor. It just, it kind of like re-energizes your palate in a way that a glass of Weiberg at the end of the night may not do, <laughs> you know, may not do in the same way. Well, I think part of it too is also like there's both that like th- there's sort of the like palate, whatever palate refreshing element. I think honestly, a big part of its appeal, even if it's not clear to people, is like it's actually got a lot of sugar in it. And so if you're drinking it at the mm-hmm. end of a shift, but you're going to go out and keep drinking, as as I as 
has been said and and said to me like you know Fernet gives you kind of a second wind but also like i think the other big not, a, not and, so it doesn't give you wings it gives you a second wind because no it, it gives you else. wings as red bull <laughs> yes correct um I, I but but i think the other big thing of this is like and it's like sort of a however you feel about it is however you feel about it but like I think it's off-putting nature, like it's intense, herbaceous, mintiness. Mintiness, it's, it's, yeah. It's sort of, you know, it's high, relatively high in alcohol. Um, you know, it's just like, it is not something, like it's a it's a gatekeeping mechanism, right? There's a reason it was the bartender's handshake. It's because so, no one, A, is, was going to sit down who didn't know what it was and order it. Like it's right. very, it's very unusual. And like the first time almost anyone tries it, they don't like it. Like it's very, right. maybe nowadays, if someone has had a lot of other bitter liqueurs, Amari, et cetera, they might taste whether it's Bronco or some other producers for net and like it. But to me, it's like it, the whole appeal to it is that it's verging on, on, on unlikable. Yeah. And that gives it a certain cachet, right? I mean, you know, so much of the, of the food and, and beverage hospitality industry is about these kind of extremes and, and, you know, sort of pushing yourself to the limit in one way or another and, and valorizing that. And it's no different with, with the things that people choose to drink. And so I think that it's, it's, let's say acquired taste at best is a, mm-hmm. is a big part of why it became popular. Yeah. But then of course, when it becomes something that is, you know, seen as this, like, Oh, it's the, it's the insider drink, then people work to acquire the taste for it, even if they're not within it. I mean, I didn't like Fernet the first time I tried it for sure. Now I kind of, I wouldn't even say that I love it, but it's definitely something that has certain associations to me, mainly like getting off work at 2 a.m. on a Saturday night. Yeah. All right, let's drink it. Okay. I like it. Definitely helped wash away that turkey. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would never order this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I I enjoy it, but I definitely enjoy other Amari more at this point. Mm-hmm. And but I I do think it's pretty enjoyable. I will actually say though to something you mentioned a moment ago, Adam, Fernet and Coke is freaking delicious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel that like I need some a really good drink, and I don't like Coca Cola with mm-hmm. most things, and I don't like most spirits in in soda, but like that's really good. Mm-hmm. So I do have I have an I have an admission though I have an admission okay okay <laughs> we're not together today I'm <laughs> no, not drink, no. I'm not I'm not drinking Bronco <laughs> I you know have, you're I, drinking I have, something that was made in Prospect Park we understand shut shut up <laughs> it was actually made at the Pfizer Building in Brooklyn and it's Faccio Bruto who I think is the best craft and producer in the new in york brooklyn. area in brooklyn mm-hmm. there's a lot actually in brooklyn so it's actually <laughs> yeah um, but he makes a fernet that's really delicious and i'm drinking that uh sorry to bronco well you know what to get joanna and i for christmas now i guess i'd I do. like to do a side by side yeah kind of we should okay mm-hmm. maybe we'll do that next week mm-hmm. cool well guys i'm i hope you had really great thanksgivings um yes. i'll talk to you next tuesday when we're back go get those and, deals uh, i'm gonna go get i'm gonna go get my blundstones <laughs> Thanks, guys. Sounds great. Thanks so much for listening to the Vine Pair Podcast. If you love this show as much as we love making it, then please leave us a rating or review on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever it is you get your podcasts. It really helps everyone else discover the show. Now for the credits. Vine Pair is produced and recorded in New York City and Seattle, Washington by myself and Zach Jabal, who does all the editing and loves to get the credit. Also... 
I would love to give a special shout out to my VinePair co-founder, Josh Mallon, for helping me make all this possible. And also to Keith Beavers, VinePair Tastings Director, who is additionally a producer on this show. I also want to, of course, thank every other member of the VinePair team who are instrumental in all of the ideas that go into making this show every week. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you again.